0: Today we have the privilege of hearing from Duncan Puller, who is the CEO of the British Alpaca Society here in the UK. The British Alpaca Society, usually known as the BAS for obvious reasons, is the Breed Society for UK alpaca owners. Here's Duncan to explain more about what it is and does. Check out the show notes for links to websites and information about the upcoming national show. Welcome, Duncan Puller, you are very welcome to the Alpaca Tribe podcast. And today we're going to be hearing uh, something of what you're about and what you're involved in in terms of the British Alpaca Society. So, but I always start with a question: When did you meet your first alpaca, and how did it make you feel? Um, I'm trying to remember when
1: I genuinely first met an alpaca, and I think it was probably on a, a dog walk I do from from the house here, just sort of meeting it over the fence. They appeared in a field a couple of miles away, and uh, yeah, they they just look interesting, don't they?
0: Mm, yeah. You're currently the executive officer, CEO of uh, the British Alpaca Society. Is that the right title, or are you chief executive? Yeah, yeah. well, well
1: I, he, the same CEO thing. is what they talk about, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm not sure it means um, when you're a team of one, but anyway. No,
0: <laughs> indeed. indeed. Um, so that's British Alpaca Society. For those listening outside the UK, particularly, could you just explain a bit about what the British Alpaca Society is and does? Yeah, so the the British Alpaca Society
1: is a, a member organisation for people in the United Kingdom who are interested in alpacas. So we've got mem- about 1,500 members at the moment that go anywhere from the top of Scotland to the west of Wales, east of East Anglia, all the way down into uh, the tip of Cornwall. And there are, there are a few kind of hotspots here and there where there are a bit higher densities than others. And our job really is to uh, encourage our members to make the most of alpacas through looking after them well, enjoying what they do with them, and for some people, uh, getting a bit of an income from keeping them as well.
0: So the member size is about 1,500. In terms of the national herd size, is, is the, it's very difficult to be accurate, I know. Um, but have you got a rough, rough idea to work with? Yeah, I mean, we keep
1: the pedigree registry. So that's the uh, Bas is uh, official kind of record of how many animals are registered with us, but it's it's only for the members, so it's not compulsory. So on there, at the moment, we've got just over forty thousand live animals registered. But if you sort of expand it out and say, well, how many do we think that there are in the whole of the UK? It, it could well be double that number because there's plenty of uh, alpacas out there that, that aren't on the registry.
0: I was, I was thinking about that in terms of, of members. Uh, obviously, the larger animals, and if you're going to, going to register, um, uh, so the larger breeders rather, and, and if you're going to register the offspring, then you need to be a member uh, of the BAS. But are there? Are there is there a, sort of tiers of membership?
1: Um, not really. I mean, if, hmm. if you're if you're a member, then you can provided the animals themselves are on the pedigree registry, then you can register their offspring. So, in terms of uh tiers of membership for the person then then you're either kind of in or out. i mean, you can be a joint right. member or a single member, but that's sure. about about it but then, if you want the technical side of it on the the animal side, then you can have a full registered animal, which means their offspring can be um registered on on the database should they produce anything um but you can also have just a listed animal, so if you had some castrated males. That you wanted on the registry but are obviously not going to produce anything then you can have them on the registry mm. as a listed status for a lower cost and then there's a sort of an in-between stage called notified animals which is if you get some new cria that are born you notify the society that they're there and you later on decide whether or not you want to fully register
0: them yeah because it can, can be difficult when they first arrive to to know whether this is a, a keeper and a, and a an amazing yeah. stud male or whether yeah. it's it's a really nice animal, but it's not not really that's it. going to be, so used, be used for breeding.
1: Yeah. Certainly for the on the male side, that's that's the thing. It gives you time to make up your mind whether you, you think mm. it's worth registering or not.
0: Yeah, and one of the other things members get, of course, is the the magazine. Um, so that's yeah. full of of uh, interesting. Now, I had something land in my my post box just. When was that? This weekend, I think it was.
1: In the last few years, we've published four magazines a year. But the one that comes out in January is a sort of like a bumper edition, which we call the yearbook. And a lot of members use that uh, to give away to sort of new customers or mm. a lot of people who do trekking will will give these out to sort of encourage people to learn about alpacas. So along, alongside topical articles in that one, there's a few kind of um, reference articles if you like about alpaca welfare and where they come from so it's sort of aimed at two markets in a way the sort of the newbie who wants to learn more about it but also hopefully some interesting stuff for people who've had alpacas for a while.
0: No, I, I always find them a challenge because they're, they're a little bit thicker and they're, they're absolutely stuffed full of really good information. And you, you've got to get, you well know, it's, it's a number of cups of coffee yes, <laughs> yes. over a period of time to sit down and work your way through. There, there's some very good information there. So you're, not gonna,
1: you're not going to just flick through it in five minutes. No, hopefully. No. Well, I guess some will. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good read. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. Some very, but some very practical uh, information as well, which is really helpful.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it may change in the future, actually, because we work with um, the publishers Evegate to right. put, out, put out that magazine and they're talking about making it bi-monthly. So we'll have six a year, I, I think, in the future. So, um, right. yeah, it could be interesting.
0: Mm, always. So, <laughs> the the targets keep moving and the, uh, it keeps us on our toes.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair to, to the membership in, in general, uh, there's Usually plenty of volunteers to, to put mm. forward interesting articles. So we don't struggle too much for information, but we, we're, we're going to tax that a bit further. So hopefully they'll, they'll come good for us.
0: Okay, so you're the chief executive. And am I right in remembering, I've read somewhere or heard somewhere that one of the criteria for being the chief executive is you're not allowed to keep alpacas yourself. I'm not sure it's
1: an official rule, but I think that was... Um, when I was at the interview stage, that was yeah. uh, a positive, I think, from uh, the interviews at the time saying, well, you know, it's good that you're kind of outside our immediate kind of um, ownership circle because that way you haven't got any vested interests. And, uh, and yeah. having done it now for uh, nearly two years, I think, I think that is a good thing because, um, yeah, if you had your own animals and were interested in trying to sort of promote them or do anything with them, it would be a bit of a conflict of interest. Oh, conflict of
0: interest, yeah. And I think also, <laughs> I'm not sure how you'd fit the time in to, to be looking after them and well, doing all the other stuff you do. You say
1: that, but I mean, there's plenty of people who keep alpacas and have full-time jobs, so I'm sure it must be possible, but, but not for me.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> indeed. That's right. So tell us a bit about uh, you and, and your background.
1: The longest chunk of my career, I was working for what started out as the Meat and Livestock Commission. But has since turned into uh well eblex and then ahdb and i was basically doing research work on uh, beef and sheep production for for you know british uh, beef and sheep farmers and it, and it was in in that sort of phase that i got sort of um part of my role was to work with breed, breed societies in the beef and sheep sector so i got to understand how pedigree registries work and uh breeding objectives and some of the uh, that sort of side of things so i have done a fair bit of work uh, with uh, a number of different breed societies in the beef and sheep world and then i was looking for a bit of a change of course because i'd been there for 20 years or so uh and saw the alpaca job and thought well i've got hopefully anyway uh the the right sort of mix of Mm. skills to give it a go
0: the busy days, the working days of a, a chief executive are many and varied and often very long, lots of competing demands and things. What, what would a, a successful day look like for you? What would be a good, a, good, a good day? Yeah,
1: well, to answer a slightly different question, it's almost like a weekly rhythm in that, you know, Mondays tends to be a lot of correspondence uh, that's maybe built up over the weekend and inquiries through email mm. or telephone or whatever that, that, that need dealing with. And then then Tuesdays tends to be uh longer term jobs that need doing um you know for preparing for a board meeting or some of the longer term projects that we've got going we'll work away on those because one of my roles is which is relevant for now is to uh, organize the national show or act as the link you know there's a team that does it, but you know I'm the kind of coordinator for that um and so you do those kind of jobs. And then usually, well, you know, a few times a month, that we might, I might need to go out and see somebody or do something around and about. So we try and do those in the, in the midweek. And then Thursdays tend to be mostly around getting the weekly newsletter ready uh, and then back to sort of whatever else needs doing on a Friday. So, you know, because I can work from home most of the time anyway, it's uh, just a question of sort of fitting in all those jobs in the right order and hopefully uh, meet, meeting everybody's
0: needs. <laughs> uh, yes, it's difficult to meet everybody's needs, but um, yeah, yeah it, It's there's always something new coming in uh, and, and keep keeping you going.
1: That's it. I mean, I'm also, I mean, I, I take the uh, Alpaca telephone line so I can right. have
0: yes, I saw that many and
1: varied, um, yeah, calls from... I mean, you know, at the exciting end of things, somebody phoned me once who wh- whose alpaca was giving birth, and they wanted on advice on to how to help the cria come out. So
0: it was it was on on the line midwifery.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wonderful. So that was probably the most exciting one. And then you know, at the other end of the scale, it somebody says, I, you know, I can't log on to my um, account through the computer."
0: So yes, and <laughs> every, and everything in between. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so there's quite a wide range of things that the uh, society is doing. Um, what are the current big things that you and the board are working on? Are there the, the some sort of new, new things you're pushing forward?
1: Well, we've had most recently, and sort of close to my heart, we've had a bit of a push with the members to try and gather up sample data to try and produce estimated breeding values. So this is right. actually putting numbers on the traits of interest within an alpacas. And I've, I've just recently got a, a good sample together and um sent it off to a group at scottish rural university college at edinburgh who have a department Mm. who develop these things but this is a very much a sort of a a first step in that direction to try and see what kind of kind of quality of data we've got and how much we might need to do a proper job so that would that hopefully will be you know a good long-term investment for the society Mm. if it comes off because it will certainly for those people who are interested in improving fleece quality it'll put some some good numbers on uh on those alongside their own sort of skill in breeding
0: yeah yeah because the whole long-term development of of breeding in a herd is is a challenge because it just takes a year at a time um and you can you can Plan things, and you can monitor those things, but it's still just taking a long time. If you can pull all the data together, I can see that could be really useful. Yeah, I mean,
1: it? It, it, extra tool. If I was going to give you the hard hard sell on that one, I mean, <laughs>
0: it, the, the benefit isn't
1: just to you as an individual. So your data gets no. analysed, but then it's analysed alongside, uh, hopefully, many other people's and animals that are related to each other but live in different herds are the key to it because how they perform in different herds is the is the sort of uh, key to a good evaluation system mm. and it means you know just because your management's different from mine uh, and it might have an influence on police quality hopefully the system is uh, smart enough to be able to work out the differences and what what is genuine sort of genetic merit and what is environmental or management influence so when we we sit down and sort of look through the records and say well who are we going to pick to be next year's parents and hopefully improve things, then we've got a stronger base to, to work from.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like a, a good long-term benefit. Yeah. And I, I, um, although,
1: I, you know, there's many people who say, well, it's not for me. I don't keep my alpacas for that reason. Um, you know, to those people, I would say, well, you, you know, you, you end up with a fleece every year, which mm. hope would be nice if it had a, a decent value. So even if you're not part of that sort of let's improve the fleece scheme, you, you probably end up buying animals from that. And mm. if the fleece quality is better and therefore worth more to people who want to turn it into wool or yarn or garments, then, then it's good news for you, even though you don't sort of directly participate in it. So I think it's got yeah. benefits for everybody.
0: Mm, excellent. Now, you mentioned about the, the national show, um, and that's coming up fairly soon. Um, Telford again?
1: Yeah, it's in Telford, last weekend of March. Um, I should know the dates, but I can't just reel them out.
0: But it's the last... D- details will be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, indeed.
1: It's, um, so it's the, a change from last year, and there's going to be some judging on the Friday afternoon, uh, and then most of the judging on Saturday and then Sunday. So right. at the Telford International Centre. Yeah. Yeah. And and what sort of numbers are we expecting? Um, yeah, there's about a hundred exhibitors and six hundred and twenty odd animal entries uh, mm. as of today. Wow! In fact, this week, it's a, lot, it's a lot of one,
0: animals. It there's this fantastic, fantastic smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the smell of the sh- of, of when when you're just surrounded by that many alpacas and yeah and stuff and the sounds yeah. and uh, yeah so yeah. A, I mean, good, but it, it's a good it, visit. It is.
1: Yeah, it is. It's um. It's, a good good overall experience and i think that venue has uh, you
0: know has done well for the alpaca society
1: so mm. uh, hopefully it'll be good again this year
0: and w- am i right in remembering it was done uh was it live streamed onto youtube or somewhere or yes yes that
1: again is part of the plan so if you can't make it there but you've got a special interest there'll be uh, a youtube channel up and running through the show
0: yeah, it's a very long watch if you're not interested. But yeah. there is, it is a way if you can't make it to the show, uh, and obviously for for some of our listeners who are who are overseas, you can dip in and and uh, get a flavour of what's going on. That's it. Yeah. What's I mean, in the if,
1: if you've got the schedule and you know what order the um, mm. the classes are in, it, you can sort of you know dip in and out to try and find uh, the ones you're interested in, or when your friends are in the ring and this sort of thing.
0: Sure, and then the details for that. There's again from the show notes, but the there's a website specifically for the show.
1: Yeah, we have uh, a a specific national show uh, website where which we keep updated with, you know, everything that's going on. Um, and you know, this time of year because things are moving quite quickly, that tends to sort of get updated. Well, I'm not saying every day, but nearly every day with something new. So it's yeah, uh,
0: yeah, worth, worth keeping an eye on. It's pretty cheap
1: to get in. I mean, we are work with our. Um, charity partners there the seven hospice so the entry fee is only two pounds a head as a donate mm. to the to the hospice so it's pretty pretty good uh value to get in
0: yeah i think the, i think the car parking costs more but uh that's you're not in control of that i know so it's sadly a bit of a no, no. yeah yeah and then there'll also be um various stalls and, and things around uh as well
1: yeah we've got the three elements to it so there's the, the halter mm. show which is sort of the the big uh, area user. Then we have a champion of champions fleece show, um, which will be judged on the Friday morning. Um, and then there's also, as you say, what we call the fibre zone, which is where mm. people who make products from alpaca uh, fibre can put their garments forward in a variety of classes and have that judged by uh, Val Fuller. Love this year.
0: Right. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'll do a very good job with that. Some of the quality of both the knitting and also the weaving, uh, using the the fibre, is just incredible. It's it's the quality keeps seems to keep going up all the time, which is so good to see.
1: Yes, yes, I think you're right, and, and but on both counts, you know, there's a fantastic mm. diversity, and and the quality of some of the sort of commercially well and the craft produced stuff, mm. but, but, you know, and the volume stuff is is amazing. Mm.
0: Inspiring <laughs> so get, yeah. up, get along, have a look. I mean we're trying to give that
1: extra billing, actually, so as part of mm. the it, it may not be for everybody who's a visitor, but on the Saturday evening, we have the uh the dinner, and as part of that, you're going to have a fashion show with some of the uh the garments that are made oh, up by the fiber just to try and give it a an extra kind of profile
0: mm. yeah, it's worth a visit if you can make it, uh, otherwise do catch it online um. So is, is there anything else uh, that we haven't covered that you'd like to, to touch on?
1: Um, well, there's, as you sort of alluded to earlier, there's lots of things the society does, and that's one mm. of the kind of challenges from my point of view is the fact that we've got a very diverse membership. So you've got, you know, people who keep three up to people who keep hundreds, mm. uh, and what they're interested in is day-to-day is is you know different, so one of the challenges for the society going forward is, and it's something that I know the board uh, grapple with all the time is how to sort of make sure we're good value for all of our members all of the time, bearing in mind that the reasons they keep alpacas and the sort of pleasure they get out of them comes in many, many different shades, so yes. you know we we continue to work hard on on trying to do the right thing for everybody, and one of the things that sort of creeps through that I don't think we give enough profile to is um as a society you know we're often uh well we make ourselves a point of call for welfare issues and, try right. and support people who are uh, either struggling to look after their animals or or sometimes get referred from other sources to, to help animals that aren't being kept in the best of conditions so you know that that welfare element and when you look at our sort of original kind of mission that's part mm. of what the as was about and and i think a lot of that goes under the radar because it's, it's sort of difficult to talk about but in yeah. the forum it's good to let people know that that we do that and do a good job to to make uh, some sort of less well-off alpaca's lives uh, better through that work
0: mm. and i think the age of alpacas as they get older the the challenges are more uh and the 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 need to care for them shifts it needs you know there's extra support and things that they they often will need and i think we've we generally because we've been well, we've been keeping alpacas here for 12 years now so and and we weren't at the beginning so there's, there's, it's probably about 20 years plus um but the they've been particularly the latest phase being being kept in the uk yeah. um and the, the age profile is, is kind of moving up, so there's, there's more older animals around, yeah. um, which I think is going to become more of a, of a challenge.
1: Yeah, and they do live a long time. I mean, we had a little uh, look through the records trying to find the, the oldest alpaca on record, and I think we found one that was 26 years old. So, right. Yeah. Well,
0: there was yeah. there was one actually. I saw it. When was that? A couple of weeks ago. I don't remember exactly when. Um, there was on Facebook that had, a, had a, it had it was a little birthday cake with a candle, which wasn't going to be given to the alpaca, but it was just a way of, of kind of flagging the mm. the fact that it was birthday. It was twenty seven. Oh, was it? Well, maybe that's the yeah. same honey a year older. Could be, oh, yeah. because they do keep getting older. Yeah. And uh, looked in good shape. But mm-hmm. yeah, they do live a long time. And it's one of those responsibility things as you, you keep going into alpacas. It's one of the things you need to take into to account. Uh, it's yeah. not just for, for a few years. It'll be a, a long-term commitment.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the sort of stuff that comes to us is, is, you know, there's been a few cases where the owners have just sort of said, you know, I, I can't. I'm too old. I can't cope anymore, or you know, I've I've had a new knee or whatever it is, Um, and and they just saying, and I'd really like you to help me find a good home for my animals that uh, I just can't cope with anymore. So that's quite Mm. a common scenario.
0: Yeah. And certainly, my experience of of the alpaca community is that they are very open and generous. Um, I, I mean, there may be a lot of competition going on in the show ring, but actually, people are very uh, willing to help uh, as much as they're able to, and advice and support, etc., um, yeah. is there if you if you need it. If you,
1: I would agree. There's there's a very Strong and willing network of members uh, who, are, who want to help in that area, which, you know, without them, obviously we couldn't, couldn't do anything at all, really. So, you know, all mm. to them who, who help us in that. That's
0: right. In fact, they, there's all the regional groups as well. You've got the. Um, yeah, I there's guess different, ne- area, different areas, different, different levels of activity, but they're, they're around throughout the, the country.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there are regional groups scattered all across the country. Some, some are more active than others um yeah quite a few of them will put on their own uh sort of events and courses and meetings for their members and and others and uh yeah quite often i'm advertising those through the uh the weekly newsletter mm. yeah uh, and and it's a good way of well it, it, meeting like-minded people who, who live close to you so uh yeah, yeah if you haven't checked it out and you're listening have a go
0: and have a look yeah Okay so the details of that are on the BAS website.
1: Yes. yes we have have the sort of contact details for each secretary or or chair of the regional group. Um Excellent. Well, that's a good way into it or you can give me a ring.
0: Sure. Okay. So um and what's the best way of contacting the the, the website is bas-uk.com. Yes. And absolutely. then then contacting you what's the best way of making
1: uh, Well making contact? email would be ceo@ at B-A-S and then a dash UK dot com yeah or all my numbers are on the website anyway so it's fine really and in the weekly newsletter
0: brilliant thank you so much really appreciate it there you go so that gives some of the background information about what happens with a breed society thanks for being with us this time and hope to see you again soon Steve Hetherington and this is the Alpaca Tribe. Have a great day.